the real questions. What was I even saying? Oh, yeah. So, ghosts or aliens, which is more, like, plausible to believe in? Uh, like, a thousand percent aliens. Really? A thousand percent. Yeah. But, like, we know that there's a soul. It would make sense if there was, like, a little, like, soul footprint left behind. I feel like it's ghosts. I... Not, not, not that I am in defiance of the you know existence of a soul, but we, when you say we know there's a soul, you okay, said that yeah. Yeah, as yeah, a yeah, given. Yeah, I, don't yeah. think, I don't think a lot of people would take that as a given. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. See, that's the scary part, right? I think that everyone wants to believe there's a soul because the scariest thing that you can think of is that after dying, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's the scariest thing of everything. You know what I'm saying? And so everyone, like, that's, isn't that, like, kind of, like, the basis for, like, most, like, even, like, religions is, like... I'll tell you, what, I'll tell you what's scary is getting probed by an alien, but go ahead, do your thing. <laughs> no, go on. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by now, this now, line of now reasoning. Now I want to know what you're talking about. What, getting, getting probed by an alien? Getting, just, like, <laughs> sitting in a cornfield in, like, West Kansas, and all of a sudden, like, a beam of green light comes out of the sky. You tell me you wouldn't be scared? I'd, ra- I'd rather just, like, call it curtains. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Wait, what, what, if that, what if that is the afterlife? You know what? what that'd be kidding? sick. That'd be a sick twist that I'm pulling <laughs> no, down for. Yeah, hundred percent. If that's the case, like, okay, if I have to go back to Earth and like tell everybody, like, hey, look, I was probed, and like <laughs> the aliens got me, but I'm here now. Like, I'd be like a little bit embarrassed, a little bit like worried. About <laughs> what do you mean, man? What, no what? one would believe no, you. But, at but all, if it's the afterlife, then it's normalized. Well, yeah, yeah. One, you're embarrassed. Okay. You are very embarrassed by getting oh, probed. God. Secondly, like imagine like having to, to talk to the government for the rest of your life. Now you're like entwined in the alien conspiracy. You're getting oh, like, hit up God. by all these like conspiracy podcasts. Like the one man just... to get abducted, and it's like this is my life now. This is all I am. I would rather just be dead and live live you out my afterlife on an alien spaceship. Party story, though. Oh yeah, yeah. The, a, a you'll get looked at weird, man. A, a party story that literally no one at the party would believe. <laughs> Exactly. He's like, hey, this freaking guy, dude. Oh, yeah. Man. He, he tries to keep telling us. alone in the corner, just paranoid, like, bobbing back and forth, like, talking to himself. I got probed. I got he, probed. He's he like, yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He enjoy social interaction again. He can never, never enjoy again. metal tables again in his life. <laughs> <laughs> metal table. But yeah, no, it's definitely aliens, by the way. It's definitely aliens. Because the, the universe is just way too big. Come on. Yeah. I mean, there's I, I, no, absolutely zero chance that we're the only place in the universe that, where this happened, where like we. Like, so you're saying aliens or like alien civilization? Because aliens, because aliens, peer, aliens? Peer, yeah, aliens are just like oh, like if like like an organism, yeah, Space if one, sucks, if, I could get if one little, yeah, if one little algae like popped up for a half second was like ah, I made it, and then like it got slightly too hot on whatever planet and it died. No, like, we're talking like the dudes, like the the Roswell Grays, the guys who are like standing like this and like moving towards you, like those guys. Okay, we're not talking like algae. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So, so a civilization. See that I would say less likely. Oh yeah, there's no Far shot. You're more inclined. Likely. You're more inclined to see a ghost. Like that's really. This is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. This is what like I'm a saying. civilization. You don't think across the universe somewhere where we will never fucking see them. You, there, there's a there's an alien universe where they're like super. I, I don't know. I can't not believe that. It's no, like, I, I, I do believe it. I'm with you a thousand percent, but there's no shot we see it. Like, I've seen at least oh, three yeah, ghosts in but my life. The like, existence, no, it has oh, to, there has hmm. to be someone who exists. Yeah. Ghost stories with Mike? I was going to say, I want to I want to delve into these ghost stories, but I feel like we should possibly start the podcast at some point in maybe, the Maybe, maybe. It's like future. five minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. We can start it. Yeah, yeah. Roll 
Roll the music. Let's go. Welcome everyone. Critical Strike Podcast is back for episode 25. We are here with the usual suspects, Meg K, Tyler Scarra, along with Michael Kelly to recap uh, the LEC Super Week. Yes, but also, as Meg tries to get her camera in focus, we were doing Again. so well. Oh, it's back. Yay. All right, we're good. <laughs> I've returned. Uh, Michael Kelly is back for a little quadcast because with twice as much League of Legends to cover, there is, uh, there's just a lot more data to sift through. We've got role rankings coming through for the LCS. Again, didn't confer beforehand. It should be very fun. Uh, want to see how everyone's doing, first of all. Uh, so Meg, thank you for joining us a little later in time than, uh, than normal. How are you? I am good. I have a mild case of food poisoning, but I will power through for the, for the sake of League of Legends, I will power through. And I would also like to make it known before we start that, um, you say we didn't look at these before. I did take, we'll call it some inspiration <laughs> from Tyler's rankings because hey, I- yo. <laughs> I blacked them out for a reason. What? You can click <laughs> on them and see them. It's very easy. I'm disappointed, yeah, it, Meg. It shows up. I am so also if, just unblack them out. So if you don't I'm, like I'm my rankings, then it's Tyler's fault, not mine. Bro. All right. Yeah, sure. Whatever. I'm Tyler, doing after, fine, uh, I guess. Yeah, after that news, how you doing? I wasn't, I wasn't on the show last week, but Meg, your ranking game with those 80 carries had me a little bit shook. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Yo, say, say what's on your mind, man. No, it's fine. You go, go ahead. No, 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 flame you. me. I kind of cut in. No, 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 it's flame fine. me. Do you ah. ask? Go on. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Reckless oh, stand, my. by the way. We got, yeah, we, got, like, we, got, we got a whole split to delve into this. True, true, true. I mean, you know, with reckless and third, I'd, uh... Uh, you know that's 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 a that's a podcast from the past. If no, I speak, forward. if I speak, I am in big trouble. So I will not speak. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Michael Kelly, how you been? I've been good, man. Been very good. Thank you for asking, Hank. How are you? I'm doing well. Nice. I'm doing well. Great. Um, had a uh, as as I put it when we before we started recording, um, stress levels are high, but serotonin is also high, which usually you don't get both. Um. Mm. So this, you know, it's like I'll I'll take it. I'll take right it. in the way, uh, but I'm happy to. Yes, it's good. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's dive into it. Uh. In the LCS, another uh wild week. Immortals went three zero, then 0-3. Um. TSM's looked good, and then they didn't. Team Liquid and Cloud Nine still have uh, roster swaps. We're gonna kind of get into all of that as much as we can, anyway. Uh. With the amount of time we have. Yeah. Uh. We as we were talking kind of beforehand organically. Uh, something we termed the CLG conundrum. Uh, one of the most storied orgs in LCS and esports history, really, because they do have other teams. Uh, they have not looked good. And much to my chagrin, because I like so many of those players individually, that org has so much history. And on talent alone, this is a team that should not be where it is in the standings. Uh, but lo and behold, CLG 1 and 5 uh, had, a, had a nice little showing there, beating up on Golden Guardians, who... You know, even they look all right, uh, all things considered, but then fell flat on their faces through a couple games as well. And you could see just, I mean, that Brock's interview alone, you see how crushed he was. And he's a guy that gives fantastic interviews. He's never afraid to wear his emotions on his sleeve. CL, is, is this problem bigger than CLG? And I'll start with you, Tyler, or bigger than any individual kind of player, if you will. Yeah, there you go. I got the CLG red going. Uh, Tyler, I'll start with you. Yeah, what, in in short or long form, what's up with CLG? Um, I, you look at this team, 
And like you said, they're a like legacy organization in North America. They were one of the first teams to be like established in the region and really like get a foothold in terms of a fan base. They were always up at the top um, early into the seasons. But over the last, I don't know, like three years now, you'd say like three ish years. It's just been like disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. There's so much wrong with the team, and it's kind of painful to say because I used to be a pretty good fan of them. theirs. It's just, you know, they lack identity, not just as a team on the Rift, but they also lack identity as an organization. They are kind of relying, like their identity as a team relies on them being a legacy team. And that's it. People I don't, don't see like, anything care that care about that anymore. Exactly, they don't. And it also doesn't help that the LCS themselves is like marketing the league as this is a new era. Except CLG is hasn't moved on from that new era. All of their graphics even look the same. You know, nothing really has changed. The way they build their rosters are very old timey LCS as well. Whereas, you know, every other top tier organization and every almost every other organization has like kind of taken to signing younger players, looking at Academy even. But CLG, to me, <clears throat> hasn't taken as many risks as other organizations like that. I know that they've taken a couple of risks before, but especially with this 2021 roster, it was just like, I know that we have a lot of veteran talent on this team, but mm. It's do, you just, think that it, do you think that it tastes worse because it's just drastically underperforming and that it's a reminder of it amidst all the good steps that NA has taken in terms of developing and trusting young talent? I mean, we look at even Golden Guardians. God bless them. They were horrific in the spring split, but they kept the same five guys. Yeah. And you've got to give credit there because that is not something that, it you know, when the LCS was just win above everything, you know, worlds are bust, which is ridiculous. Like they did the hard thing and they went through their growing pains and they changed at an appropriate time. Right. You think that it tastes worse because, you know, they are kind of still, like you said, this old LCS legacy org that is still operating in a legacy manner and they are underperforming. Like, do you think it, do you think we'd be having this discussion if it worked? I mean, okay. Like if it worked, I guess we wouldn't be having this discussion, but it's just kind of like CLG is a reminder of our horrid past in a way that we would just recycle the same talent and we wouldn't make any big changes and we would try. It's like, that old overused saying of what's the definition of insanity? Mm. You know what I mean? And I think that CLG is kind of like that final, it's like almost nostalgic kind of feel. That's the only thing that really CLG has now is nostalgia. We saw that with uh, replay files, right? When we watched that video and everyone was watching the good old days with like, you know, who he and, and stick say and, those guys going to MSI and everyone's like, oh my gosh, you guys remember that? But that's all that they have now is 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 the the past. And they haven't really, to me, looked towards the future. I think they've constantly just tried to emulate the past instead of trying to make something new. So And I think I don't know. Like branding wise, I think there's a way that you can make what CLG has now work. Like, you can kind of angle them as being, like, the old dogs of the league. Like, the ones who, like, the team who are, like, stuck in their ways despite, like, this kind of new crop of talent coming in and are, like, still trying to find success in, like, the old ways of NA. 
but they just don't seem to want to market the team really and it doesn't help that At like all. no yeah. like and it doesn't help that they keep like the team's losses are so heartbreaking because they will get close and then they'll just like something will fumble or like they'll mis-execute on like a single fight and then the whole thing just gets pulled away from them and it's so like sad to watch which i think i think honestly the situation that CLG is in right now is worse because they have glimpses of what they could be, but there's just these little moments of mis-execution that are causing them to fail, and it's like, as someone who's not even particularly invested in like the storylines of NA, it's really sad to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think CLG is in a tough spot right now because they are the one team in the league that is not actively developing young talent. Um, Hank, you mentioned the idea of the LCS entering a quote-unquote new era, and CLG is behind the behind the eight ball a thousand percent. I mean, I'll give credit where it's due to Golden Guardians. Yes, they did look horrendous, like you guys said, but at least they are putting out those same five players. And I'll give them credit for actually sending Niles back down to Academy because sometimes that those pieces of young talent they just aren't ready. In the case of CLG, when a piece yeah. of young talent doesn't work out, they just let them go. And they don't even bother because in their eyes, they would much rather they've been in a win now mode for the last three years and they haven't won. And they've ended anything. in ninth. They haven't won they, they've been yeah. so bad. Like, yeah, what's not even bothered to mince words because this team hasn't even like looked competitive for the better part of the last two years. They right. had that one split. I think it was summer of 2018. I could be wrong, but it was a couple of years ago where they did look. They ended third ish. Yeah. 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 Where they, like, had a chance, but did they really have a chance? It's like, <laughs> this team has never, in a long time, looked all that good. And the fact that they are still clinging on to those days of nostalgia... 2019 is... summers when they, they, they 2019. ended third. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, th- th- this team... I, and, like we said, the talent factor alone would suggest that CLG should not be a last-place team or a ninth-place team or whatever. Because you have guys like Finn, Roxas. These guys have all been to Worlds. Every player on the roster has had international experience at some point in the last two years. So there's no reason to suggest that like they shouldn't be winning because these guys know how to win. I think it's going to be really, really tough because I think that it's almost like it's like in modern like American sports where it's like, and I think this is a little overblown and kind of overdone, but it's like you're either like contending for a championship or you're tanking and rebuilding, and there is no kind of like you know what this is kind of the best we're gonna do. Let's give it a good honest shot, right? Especially if you're like the mid market team in the NBA or something to draw a comparison. Like, uh, like what am I trying to say? The talent alone, right? And like you said, just how recently these guys individually have performed so well. Like, you know, Broxa's, la- you know, last year for Broxa was rough, but the guy was a world finalist two years ago, right? Finn was at Worlds last year. Um, you know, and, and, and but, but it's like they've looked like they've shown these flashes to where it's like, well, we got to at least try. We've got to see this experiment through. Like they, they, they would make you think that because like you would be like, I don't envy the, the position they're in right now. Like I think if anything changes wholesale, it would have to be in the offseason. I don't think it's a good idea even to make the changes right now because I do think it gives it some time to develop. And I think like, I don't know, like, like they looked really good at the end of last split, for instance, same five guys, right? You know, I think if everyone's like motivated and whatnot and like the team chemistry can get there, cause like, but like 
the vibes aren't good there. I think it's going to be one heck of a turnaround. But like, you know, even their, you know, a couple of their losses this week, they were throws. But like, you know, there has to be something to throw, like we like to say, right? Like they didn't just, you know, face plant and skid for 25 minutes. Like they played some good League of Legends for a while. And that's why it's got to be so dang frustrating and really, really, like I said, an unenviable position for those at the top because you say, no, like it's there. We just got to like something. I don't know. Right. So you can't just say like, no, it, it's not working. Pull the plug. Cause like sometimes it works, but uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's complicated as we like to say. You're, you're not a, uh, you, you think, you think blow it up, Tyler? I think we, yeah. I think that like it's been long enough and everyone's been clamoring about maintain the faith, maintain the faith. Seventh, eighth, seventh, ninth, tenth. I, I don't think that I think at this point you blow it up and you even maybe look at like maybe management changes. I'm not sure because they're in my eyes, these guys have been stagnating and just not moving for the pa- the better part of like the last three years. And it's just yeah, like 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 you said, like at least Golden Guardians is is saying like because you're saying experiment, but I don't think this is really an experimentation. These are like known commodities. An experimentation to me would be like you bring in a bunch of rookies that are coming in, or like you try out this rookie top laner or something. But like these are known veteran players that we've seen, like you said, play at a high level. Does that mean that you know maybe it's time for those players to also pass the torch off cuz i don't know anymore cuz like like you said on paper they're like these is this is a decent team like you would think that these are at least a top half roster on paper but clearly it's not working okay and there's a yeah, question so the like the philosophy with rookie talent development is often that like rookies need someone to learn from it's quite hard to develop rookies in a team that is exclusively rookies they need like someone yeah. who has at least a yeah. little bit more experience to try and like push them forward who would be your your like center point your like stabilizing force in this team which of the current players that they have would you keep that you think Roxa. would best help Roxa. develop a rookie roster I'd say Broxa. He he has clearly shown that he has the capabilities to be a leader, especially now. Like, I think that the most, one of the best places to see if someone can be a leader is in the bad times. Mm -hmm. And Broxa has been the voice for this team in these really tough times. And he's even said on, like, social media and things like that, when people are, like, roasting his team, he's like, say it all to me. Don't, Don't say it to my teammates. Give it all to me. Like... That is admirable. Like he is, he is, he is, he is not just like like you said. He's a he's a world finalist two years ago, but he's also I think a really really good leader. And I think that young players could learn a lot from him in terms of even like staying humble. Yeah, how to you like know what I mean? behave. He's exactly. Like, his social media presence is fantastic, and I think it's like it's a very good shining. Lo- not everyone needs to be the way that he is because. It would be really boring if everyone was the same, but I think he is someone yeah. that like a lot mm-hmm. of people could learn from when it comes to how to like present yourself and how to present yourself as a leader on social media. Like I definitely And even your think... mentality towards the game. Yeah. Like sure. I think that his mentality towards just perseverance, like he's always like, We can do this, we can do this, like like just yeah. maintain the faith. He's always so excited to play in NA. Like 
you don't i've never yeah. seen someone's like he I seems can finally actually go. exactly he's he, he like when that video like when his visa again for the second time got sorted out right? oh my god man. my guy yeah. was over the moon just a selfie video in, in god knows where in denmark right he's like guys he's like speech he's like i'm just finally. so happy like yeah. finally let's go clg like and especially on a team that is as down in the dumps as him like and he's also young enough and like you know like isn't like he isn't like maybe isn't jaded as a poor phrase and that's not really what it is but like he's young enough to where like he still wants to like get back to the heights and he's not like burned he's got yet, the hunger right? yeah. yeah yeah he still cares i think yeah I, I think he's about as good a player as any uh to build around um i don't know I'll, I'll still bang the wild turtle drum so i think that guy is like i i think he's he's still mr consistency if you mm-hmm. give him okay. you know if, if you put him on a good team i think he will be a replacement level bottom laner at, at bare minimum but i think yeah um to have a guy that genuinely cares on a team that uh, is 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 down bad, as they say. Um, <laughs> Brox is about as valuable uh, as they come. Uh, now we we talk a little bit about uh, you know, we say uh, blow it up. So in, in the interest of uh, maybe undermining everything we've talked about, um, roster swaps and the uh, the worrying trend, as as we have put it, you know, making these midseason and you know one or two game at a time changes. I get that they're not the same thing. I'm sort of making a joke here, but like. You know, the double lift had that that clip where he basically said, like, think teams should be handling this very differently. And if you're going to make a change like this, it has to be for a very good reason. It has to be more of a permanent thing. Um, Meg, you had said, like, when we were talking beforehand, like, roster swaps shouldn't be punitive. Um, it, like, the thing I hate is when you have this roster swap, like, um, I think the double if tactical one was, it's kind of a weird example because, like, tactical ended up being a really, really strong player. But it, like, it sucks to bring in a substitute player and for them to know that their only reason for being there is to punish a player that the team thinks is better than them. Like, that's horrible. That's a bad situation to come into. It's going to make that player feel like shit. They're probably not going to perform to their highest. And I'm not saying that every roster swap is that circumstance i'm saying that roster swaps under that circumstance i don't like it i don't like it at all i think it's a very weak way to try and fix a team's mental that is on or and a player's mental that is only ever going to hurt you in the long run because you down you hurt two players rather than just one yeah I, I agree i think the swaps we've seen in the lcs this summer have been head scratching i guess for lack of a better word like there's been some real interesting ones i'm not really sure why soligo was benched by dignitas i mean there's a move that dignitas defended by saying well we like seeing soligo develop but we also want to see sui develop as well and it's like why you can't you can't have you can't have your cake and eat it too you know what i mean especially in a game like league of legends swapping one thing like you you have to work as a fist not five fingers to overuse a metaphor like that could just as easily, in fact, probably more likely stunt their development. Yeah, it's not like you can plug and play into different positions on the rift because, like Meg said, when you hurt one, you or when you help one, you're actively taking away from the other. And I think, you know, you can't substitute a mid laner for an AD carry as easily as you can with other players. And it's like when you put a player into into a position on the rift, you are essentially taking another commodity out of the picture entirely so when you put king in the mix you take zven out entirely and even though zven is no longer considered a developing player it's 
still going to make him rusty not playing on the LCS stage. When you take a guy like Soligo out of the picture, it's going to stunt his development because, yes, you will develop at a faster rate playing against top-level performers than you would in the academy scene. I don't know. I got a lot of problems with the way roster swaps are being handled right now, and the the fact that we are actively saying, oh, well, it's for the sake of development. Come on. The fans, yeah. the fans know better. The fans won't fall for that one. Come on. Yeah. I Here, think here's that, my, my question. Yeah. Real, here, Tyler, go first. My bad. No, I was just going to say that I completely agree with the sentiment that Doublelift said, which is you're like almost ruining or like really, really hampering your relationship with both of these players because it shows what you think of them in a way that like, so for example, his example was the tactical double lift situation was that they replaced him on the roster, uh, double lift, uh, and then they brought in tactical. And as soon as they lost, they instantly called up double lift and said, Hey, we lost against CLG against Janet top. Uh, can you come in for scrims? We're going to put you in next week. And double lift was like, no, like off, like I give him more time because they're going to need time. It feels so like short sighted because Obviously, if you're an academy player coming up to the LCS, that's a huge shift that you need to give them time to adjust to. They need time to play in scrims. They need play, time to play on stage before they even look like they can play them like like at their own level. And the fact that you're so willing, like they, like roster shifts need to be taken so much more seriously and so much more like they need to put so much more thought into it, I think, because they're just yeah. doing it. They're just handing it out like candy at this point without even considering the thoughts and the feelings of the players. Because now, like, yeah. I mean, to, to be to be fair, and this kind of speaks to something that I, I've been thinking about, like, if it is, you know, attitude problems or whatever, like, you know, you say like, hey, look, like, th- this is like you being on this roster is doing more harm than good, which I guess that's the critical question, right? Yeah. Is like, you know, is it just one person thinking like, man, this guy's being a dick. Um, you know, and it was interesting, like, I was listening to the dive, and they, they said, apparently, I didn't catch this, that Alfari tweeted and then deleted um, a something, <clears throat> I'm <clears throat> paraphrasing, like, sometimes the sentiment of, like, hey, you know, like, you know, I have, you know, actually, I have been going through some stuff, and, like, you know, there were some things that, look, they, you know, the team holds some responsibility, but I could have handled a lot of things better, and, like, kind of owned up to some stuff. Um, now, again, why he deleted it, I think the explanation that, or the, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the theorization that, Whoever was given the dive was like, look, that's probably just like more like trouble than it's worth because then people are just going to flood in your mentions. Like, well, why'd you say this in the first one? Blah, blah, blah. So like, I, I get that. But like, no, that did happen. Um, and so I think like every case is different. And I guess like what I would ask, like, I mean, I don't like if a, if a player is being, you know, toxic or whatever, like having attitude issues or like just not being a team player to the point where they are doing more harm than good. What is another? I'm not saying I'm not saying like rhetorically. Like, well, what would you, what else would you do? Like, I, I'm genuinely curious. Like, how do you correct that in a way? Like, like I guess I would want to see. I would want to make sure. I would I would hope that these roster swaps are a last resort sort of deal, mm-hmm. right? That you would that like. You yeah. would love to hope yeah. that this can be fixed internally, and like if it can't, then it's like okay, well, like. I feel like the hand is forced. And maybe I'm just giving too much credit to these teams, giving them the benefit of the doubt. But like at a certain point, it's like, look, you're not untouchable. Yeah, we paid a gazillion dollars for you, but like if you're being a dick, you're being a dick. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. Yeah. I'll give liquid credit. I mean, this team that benched their superstar because reportedly he wasn't at 
his top level. Um, at least, like, mentally speaking. He wasn't mentally in the game as much as he was during the spring split. And so they said, you know what? Let's, let's cut the paper while we can and give some, give some time to evaluate the situation. I mean, June 27th is a full month of being on the bench for Alfari. And Team Liquid's going to spend the next couple of weeks just evaluating where they're at with their top lane situation. And last night, at around, like, oh, I don't know, midnight, my time, <laughs> they sneakily signed Dokla to their academy roster. So, oh just, just in case things go awry and they don't reconcile with Alfari, now they have Jenkins and Dokla on the roster ready to go. I want to believe in my heart of hearts that Alfari will be back on there on June 27th, but just in case he isn't, Team Liquid is doing the right thing and future prepping. Dokla and Jenkins. It just, like... That's fun. I understand that it needs to be done, but I... And, like, you're working with people, and people are never going to be able to perform like machines all of the time. People have emotions. People, like, have fucking, I don't know, fallings out with people. They have, like, (laughs) issues with attitude to certain things. They have times when they're not motivated or whatever, but I, like... It just feels so weird for to think if I'm Alfari and I'm already having these supposed like attitude issues, we don't know what they are. Like if I'm having these attitude issues, seeing the fact that my team already has like a full set of replacements lined up for me mm. to mm. like gently transition me out of the spot that out of like the team. Yeah. I'm supposed to be playing in, I'd be like, well, why would I try? Like. At the I end mean, of the day, I mean, like, you could say like, like if you are the best, like. But you if know. you're having attitude issues already, then like mm. you're not gonna I mean, I mean, be in, in the theory, headspace could... to be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna work super hard to get back on this team yeah, that no, I was I kicked off right, of. Yeah. Like that's yeah. kind of, that's putting words in people's mouths for sure. But I think you have to kind of look at if you're having attitude issues already, you're not gonna be motivated when you know they're in like the week that you've been gone your team has, like, gently shuffled in this entire new, like, player that can just kind of seamlessly transition into you not being in the roster. That's got to suck. Like, kinda, I understand why like, uh, have to do it, but I understand it's got to suck. Kind of like friends with uh, Ross and Rachel, how they were on a break, and then Rachel <laughs> finds out that Ross uh, had a thing on the side. It's like, we were on a break! But it's just like, no, that still makes me feel like crap. Yeah, like, no, I, get, I think I get it, yeah. but it's still, at the end of the day, I'm going to feel bad, like... You can understand all of the reasoning behind something, and every decision that's made can be a good decision, but you're still going to feel bad about it, ultimately. Mm. Can I, yeah, can I think I, it depends on the player. Can I pose a hypothetical to you? Go ahead. If TL, if TL does let him go mid-split, who gets him? Because oh he is God. one of the best players Jeez. in the league, and he's not going to He's not going to sit on the sidelines. Europe. I think he goes back to Europe, no? Um, I mean, I think it'll be it? up to him. Assuming he wants to, st- I mean, assuming he wants to stay in NA. Astralis... Let's look. Let's look at the, the at NA's teams right now. Back to right? the stomping grounds. You look at Cloud Nine. They have f- Fudge. They're not going to pick him up. Nope. Uh, EG. Do you think they're going to part with Impact? No. No. Huni over with TSM. And you have the fact that he's an import to contend with. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's true. He's an import. <laughs> so do you think if if Misfits continues to play as well as they are, do you think they make a move? Like a mid-season trade oh. deadline kind of oh, thing, and they and they bring back the prodigal like son. Oh, Misfits. 
Team Vitality? I, like, it would make so much sense if they did, but it would suck because if he went to either Misfits or Vitality, you'd be getting rid of two really- I get that here it's Korean, but like you'd be getting rid of two really promising EU players for a player who's reportedly been having attitude issues. I don't- it's so- it's- I don't envy any team who has to try and navigate this minefield because it sucks. Like, whatever whatever the outcome is, it sucks. Hey, all all I'm saying here, there's only one team, I think, that Alfari would consider joining in NA. And the other teams, they wouldn't take Alfari because of the situation they're in. And they could is TSM. TSM could, could could take them. I mean, look, one, remember remember they were always Impulse preaching the power. Huni is is Huni a, a thing? I think he got citizenship. Is he a citizenship? Huni is a yeah. resident. So yeah. so look look at their team. It's Huni, mm-hmm. Spica, Poe is a Ooh. import. Poe is still an import. Poe is the import, and Huni is the resident. Okay, yeah. so they've so, got a slot. No, they, no, 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 because sword, sword Art, Sword Art, Sword Art, Sword Art. So, Just chuck that contract in the bin, why don't you? No, 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 because the thing is, hey, I've always been high on Sword on the, on the on Academy. Mm. I don't know. That feels Bring like... up Sword and bounce pop and bounce POE. All I'm saying is that TSM... Head. No, no, it's a horrible... It's a horrible... I, that's a, I think that's a All bad. I'm saying is that... One in a million. You need, you need, to, you need to find a team that has a good environment and what i've seen from tsm is that they always preach oh friendship is overpowered friendship is op you feel me you now i'm friendship. i'm thinking right that when like you can't if... have an attitude with bjergsen i feel like he just doesn't allow it mm, yeah. sure. but also yeah. i think that alfari if he ever does and this is all speculative is if he does actually switch a team i think that his mental will still will be already kind of higher because he's like all right i'm, I'm in a fresh place he would want to beat whatever so bad I, I'm kind of NA. projecting my own like attitude problems onto <laughs> Alfari here. If I were Alfari, uh, I would stop at nothing to beat Team Liquid, and that is why I'll never be a pro player because I he, he hold goes to EU too much. He 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 100 goes to EU, and he either goes to Misfits or Vitality. Vitality. Put him in Astralis. But I don't even know if like I don't even know if Alfari fits. Like, Alfari Zanzara the... topside would be hype. Like unironically, that would be super hype. <laughs> So, I didn't let's say talk about. Good. I said it would be hype. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> let's talk about the LEC then. Uh, we are right. we are running up on timers. So we'll try to keep it brief, but uh, yeah, revenge storylines and whatnot, uh, manufactured or otherwise. Uh, first week was fun. Mad Lions lose to G two in the opener, but then they take down Fnatic and Astralis, and Fnatic uh, look a little bit hapless, and then they beat Rogue. So, but the rock, the paper, and the scissors are in full effect already. <laughs> what conclusions, if any, uh, can we draw? Let's start with Misfits, uh, Meg. Um, how long until they lose six in a row this time? Um, wow. I mean, well, that's a... <laughs> that one hit me in my chest, huh? what, a, what, a, what a question, then. Jeez. Um, teams need to start banning Akali into Misfits, I think. Like, this isn't... It's not... Just in general. Yeah. Start banning Akali. I don't know why this is getting through, like... this is Why is this champion getting through pick and ban phase? A little bit strong. She went seven and one during the weekend. Mm-hmm. What's going on here, lad? And, and even the only guy that lost on her, Nuke Duck, also won on her. So he exactly. went one and one. So like, yep. big yep. salute to the duck. The duck. Like, yeah, we, duck. Don't, we don't do that here. We don't do that here. This is a strictly anti-duck podcast. <laughs> oh, oh my god. That's mostly a joke to anyone listening, but um. Especially Nuke Duck, if you're listening. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no. Well, I think have, that like good <laughs> misfits have like very very good components, and even last year when they were having like their consistency issues, they had really good components. Like they have a lot of good players. I... There's so so much potential. Vander is criminally underrated. I mm-hmm. that's gonna be my take that I die by this split is that Vander is criminally underrated. Like mm-hmm. I don't think I think last split was underperformance i think this is where this misfits roster should be at i think that like if we can see Vitek not going completely undefeated but i think they should definitely be much higher up than they finished last split like if we can see viteo perform consistently outside of his like core champion rotation if we can see him like get and the guy's incredibly young like some growing pains are to be expected if we can see him break out of his core champion rotation if we can see him kind of perform more consistently but also still have those pop-off games i really think this team is like a force to be reckoned with they're really good yeah i think it comes down to that mid jungle 100 percent, because that at its ceiling could be really really nice and hopefully that's a core to build around even if like you narrowly miss out on world districts you only got three slots and rogue g2 and mad are still rogue g2 and mad uh you know keep you know keep most of the band together for next split again maybe the only change you make is in the top lane because the rest of the roster looks so so solid and that's not even uh that's not even knocking on him it's just like razork and vto with like like i said like the way the vto has grown champion pool razork is still like really dang good maybe not criminally underrated but i think really underrated because of the misfits experience but um no i think that mid jungle could be nasty for a couple of years yo i i'm gonna hold my judgment until I see them next week against Rogue. That's going to be such uh, a good matchup. I'm so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very interested to see this because we could be saying this about... So, I really... Well, this is even last split. I thought that they had a ton of potential because, again, they have a lot of young players, a lot of hungry players. It's just that the consistency wasn't there. But that's because they didn't have experience. Um, we are seeing what could be but the only problem is that they were facing off against teams that were kind of, they made big changes. And I'm not trying to make an excuse for this. I'm just saying that it could have made things a little bit easier because those teams are still trying like to the find themselves a bit. argument from last year where it's like they all stayed together, looked really good because everyone else changed. And then... A little bit, a little bit. But it's not, not as drastic. Mm-hmm. I think that, because like this past weekend, they faced off against three teams who made major roster shifts and... Uh, Fnatic, SK, and Vitality. Yeah, so all stri- of those guys are... schedule really turned in the favor of Misfits, because even if those three teams assume their ultimate forms down the line to pick up three free wins early on, because that's exactly. where your week Huge. one schedule drew. Huge. Big, right? Oh, that feels good. That's like that's like beating, like, in, in the spring, that, that was like beating, like, TL and C9, basically. Mm-hmm. So if any of these guys can start to actually realize their potential, that win will be huge for Misfits moving forward into the summer. But again, I want to see them against a bona fide championship contender. I know that Rogue lost against uh, Fnatic, and we'll talk about that later, but they're still a top three team in Europe. I think that they, they didn't make any roster shifts. They are still, like... They, they'll hang out with the best. And if Misfits can... I'm not even saying they need to win this game. I'm saying if they can have a good performance against Rogue and make it competitive... Like, I don't want to see, like, a 25-minute stomp. I don't want to see just lopsidedness from the rest of the... Like, I want to see them... Perf- if they can compete and keep up with a team that's been, like... That's been like this for the last two years now... Then I'll start to like give them glowing praise and be less apprehensive. But for now, I, I'm I'm still kind of holding off on on giving them my full support. Um, yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. Next week will be a big big tell. I'm with you. I mean, it is important because the three and zero record is important. That is because I mean, it realistically only takes nine or ten wins to sneak into the playoffs in a traditional LEC split. And hey, Misfits are already a third of the way there to a playoff berth. Obviously, you want to do better than sneaking into the playoffs, considering you're mm. already in first place so early in the season. But I mean, if Misfits continues to play like they did against those three teams in Week One. Obviously, strength of schedule is a factor, but hey, I mean, they got some big matchups on the horizon. That Rogue one in particular, I'm going to watch the top lane like a hawk. I mean, Misfits has proven that they can win through the mid-jungle, like you said, Hank, but if it can hold his own against Odawamne, then mm-hmm. it's curtains. Put put the money on Misfits, because like, if you can start... Div- that, was Misfits, that was Misfits' problem in the spring split. They couldn't find multiple ways to win. They didn't have many through ways to find victories, but if here it can start pulling his weight to the degree that we know he can, because he has a relatively high ceiling. I like him as a player. Yeah. And if he can yeah. start playing up to that ceiling in the summer, then, hey, Misfits might actually be able to steal a world's birth away from Rogue, and this game will be a tell-all sign. Ooh. Okay, wait, step back a little. Step back. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, it's not completely out of the realms of possibility. It's... I mean, nothing is challenging, but yes. I mean, the equation kind of no lines way. up. No, I mean there is a way because I mean, mm. if okay. any, if any team's gonna lose a world's birth, I mean, right now that Mad G two Rogue top three looks pretty solid, but I think Rogue is the shakiest of those three. I and think then, it's G two. Mm, mm. I actually, I actually think it's Rogue, and that feels bad to say that, but that's just because I can't like. I don't mate, but like not. Ah, wow, wow, wow. Okay. And if there's a team to steal it, it's probably going to be, in my opinion... It'd be Misfits or Vitality. Misfits, Vitality, yeah, or maybe in a distant universe fanatic. But I think Misfits <laughs> feels like the safest Actually, bet of those three. Not, 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 a, not SK, the one split wonders? No. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, as much as I really like Treats as a player, I just think that because you're coming into this split with not only a role swap, but also a player in support that hasn't played professionally in a while now and the fact that you've already admitted this is not the roster you're going to go in next year with I can't see them really doing that but I will toot my the horn for the orange and black for Fnatic because I think Adam has already shown that he's here to play I think that he's going to be a really good top laner. If Whippo, because Whippo's mentality towards League of Legends matches jungle, and a lot of pro players have already said this, is that Whippo's mentality towards the game matches jungle way more than top lane. And so if Whippo can figure out his play style and the champion, because obviously he needs to build a champion pool for jungle, um, if he can build a significant champion pool, like we saw this, dude, he played Karthus with TP. And he, like played really well against Inspire. And and the thing is, is that they didn't stumble into this win against Rogue either. They played really well from start to finish, save for some, like, individual mistakes from you-know-who. But it's like... Um, <laughs> no, but no, no, no not end, even man. Means to an end. Yeah, no, no. But, like, seriously, like, they looked super clean. Like, it was a clean win from Fnatic against one of the best teams in the league. And I think that if they can continue this trajectory, again, I'm not going to consider, I don't think that they're going to win against the top three consistently throughout at least the first half of the split. But if they can continue this trajectory, this team could be really good. Like, really good. Because I think Adam's really good. So. It feels really weird to, like, watch someone else on the Fnatic Copium and not like, <laughs> take it up half of it myself. <laughs> 
it like <laughs> I think this roster can be good. I think this roster has like a decently high ceiling if the like weird they like they took one of the chess pieces off the chessboard and replaced it with like a plastic lawn flamingo. Like they've just it's the weirdest move I've ever seen, but if they can, I don't want to get my own hopes up, so I'm going to temper my expectations a little bit here. But I think they, I don't think they'll make Worlds this split. I don't think that at all. I think, like, the, I think if anyone's going to challenge, it'll be Misfits or Vitality. I think Fnatic will, like, maybe make playoffs and then kind of go out in the first round. But 2022 is a, is a different story. And I think if you give these players more time to develop with each other and you mm-hmm. give more, Whipper more time to build a, like, champion pool and you give adam more time to just get used to having reps on the lec stage i think they could be good do i think it's gonna happen this split absolutely not but i'm willing to be proven wrong look niski had two games of lucian and a game of oriana adam i think played three different champions and they get what viego or maybe it was two viego games uh but viego renekton he played a wukong lane sin adam adam he played wukong Played Wukong? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, with, with Karthus, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, mm-hmm. Whippo played three different champions. He had a Rumble game, which he went 7-4. and four. He did fine on the Karthus, like, you know, 2-1 and whatever. That's a primo. Karthus I think he had double line. double digit assists. I think he had around yeah. 11 or 12 or something like that. tragic. He was like 6-1 and one at one point, and then Kinetic just tossed him to the wind. Looked good on the champion, though. It was just, you know. Bro, I could and look it on he, Rumble, uh, Come on. And he played Udyr. He can, he can clear quickly and punch people. Look, that didn't that that game wasn't, run very wasn't great. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Um, all right, uh, yeah, I, th- I think for next week, just I don't know, like really, really quick. Not why you're looking forward to it, but what matchup are you looking forward to next week? Uh, I think I would agree that that Rogue Misfits is going to tell us a lot about both teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's pra, and then yeah, Rogue Misfits, Rogue G two. I think that's what I'm looking at. No, the bangers are missing too, just because like. That's going to be a good matchup. And I think that'll be a good indication of where G2's power's at, because, like, obviously they had their issues last split, and we, like, they still don't look 100% back up to speed. I think that'll be kind of a good... I think Rogue are very much, like, the benchmark team of if you can not necessarily beat, but go toe-to-toe with Rogue, then you're probably doing all right. Like you're Probably a top-four probably... team. Yeah. And I think that they feel like a, a very well programmed five man professional AI mm. to like go yeah. against. <laughs> yeah. Dude, like the yeah. deep blue, the deep blue of the uh, of the LEC. Yeah, well said. Yeah, I mean the uniforms blue, right? The the metaphors keep on True. rolling in. But yeah, I True. think G two versus Rogue will tell us a lot about where G two are at right now. Dude, the Friday afternoon schedule is stacked because after Rogue Misfits, you jump right into Vitality Fanatic. Which should be mm, a lot of fun. Boy, the that grudge should, match. That should be a lot of mm. fun. And then you also have a match that I'm kind of watching sporadically, like keeping my half eye on it. I want to see if Astralis can kind of take the business to G2. Because Astralis <laughs> has looked like they are punching above their weight so far. They are 100% punching mm-hmm. over the... Oh, and G2 has looked a little bit wavery, I guess, in recent weeks. I don't know, man. I'm not saying Wii U, Wii U, Wii U upset alert, but like, <laughs> yeah, there's so there's don't a, pound the alarm, but like finger over the button. Yeah, there's mm, a chance that it's mm. like either a 21 minute stomp or hey, a 30 <laughs> minute fun game. <laughs> but I, I don't know if, if Astralis mm. can hold their own in that matchup, then maybe we should start considering them as a genuine contender. 
Vitality new fanatic. Oh my <clears> god, <throat> I can't wait to see self self made's gonna. That's gonna be chaos. He's gonna school poor Bwipo, man. Oh man, dude, dude, self made's like doing the the like you know LeBron with the with the Miami Heat where he's like this and he's like, and you, he looks scary <laughs> and it's just like, yo, this is it. Exactly. This is this is the game to watch, lads. This one. is gonna be a that's explosive. That's gonna be those ones where they exclusively troll ban, give everyone their like their absolute best pick, and it's like, come on, come on, no, come on, fight. <laughs> like, let's like, go. One we want to pick right now. Fnatic would ban like Lilia, Irelia, Darius, um, a champion that starts with an E, and Renekton <laughs> for, to say leader. Nice. Oh my god! Wow. What champions begin with E? Evelyn. Evelyn. Hey, look at Ooh. this guy. Ban two Anyone, jugglers, even after self-made already locks in his picks. Like, ban Evelyn. You never know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah, mid, yeah. man. Um, anywho. All right. All right. Uh, <clears throat> let's get to LCS roll rankings. This should be uh, fun. Same thing as we did last Spicy. time. We only did top five this time, though, because that's really where all the spice was. Um, and, um, yeah, this this uh, this should be good. So the four of us each did our own individual list, and we'll start from the top. Alfari will not be included in these because we're going Alfari like, and Sven. Alfari and, Alfari and Sven are not included in these. Um, so I guess we'll find out if any posthumous mistakes were made. All right, here we go. Uncovering in three, two, one. Okay. So uh, before we start anything, let's look at let's look at uh, our individual lists. So we go. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> for for me, so for my list, for my top five, I go Fudge, Impact, Huni, Someday, Licorice. Just do have, you want me to? Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I have fudge someday. Impact fake god licorice. Mm, the god. Fake god. Oh no. Wow. Putting put the god in fake god. Uh, I have uh, fudge someday licorice huni impact. I'm actually very close. I have fudge someday huni impact licorice. Okay. All right. So Meg, we all agree. We all say fudge number one. Yes. Tyler, I'm curious as to, well before we get to um. Our Lord and Savior, Tyler. Mm. Someday in fourth. Someday in fourth. Someday in fourth because I guess this is kind of biased because I'm looking at the way the team plays around him, and if he's not given a ton of resources, he doesn't look as effective. I, I, I don't know. Like like last season, he wasn't given as much resources. Like remember when he had his like MVP almost season? Mm-hmm. He was he had like the highest amount of like gold amongst top laners. But now that he's not getting as much, and because, again, like, Closer hasn't found a way to play with him, I don't think he's looked as great. I think that someday has always kind of been that kind of, like, he needs a little bit of resources, some time to 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 push ahead. Uh, that's why I put Impact, because Impact, I think, is a lot more solid, whether he's playing on, you know, weak side or whatever. Uh, Huni, I put there because... He he's shown proficiency on in weak side. He's no longer like that one trick kind of like coin flippy kind of guy, where it's you know you don't know which one you're gonna get. I think that Huni's kind of broadened his horizons in terms of his champion pool and his play styles, and so that's why I put him over someday because someday yeah, I think that he needs he hasn't shown that level of like flexibility in the way that you know if he's not given the amount of resources and jungle time, can he still succeed? No, but. I, I, I think I, I I can get that. Yeah. Um. All right. For the for the for the sake of time here, I think we all had pretty much 
everyone else. Uh, Meg had um, Fake God instead of Hooney. Um, while mm. not an insane take on the surface, um, do, do you care to elaborate? If not, we can move on to the junglers, I suppose. No. Please, please, no, please, no. please explain. No, no. please explain no. why Fake God. Fake God is in fourth. Fake God is in fourth for anyone who's listening. <laughs> okay. I'm not saying Fake God isn't good. It's just in fourth? All right. Yeah, let's let's move on. Let's All just right. speak. <laughs> everyone else. I'm in big trouble. I did this right. just to just to lift the curtain on this one second. I did this 10 minutes before we started the episode. Like nice. this is this is the the spice. This is the straight off the dome spice that the people want. It's bad, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And I've just gone unfocused again. My camera too disagrees with the concept of me putting Fake God in fourth. Thank you, my technology. But yeah, why not? Bit of spice. Okay. All right. There she is. Into the jungle we go. Three, two, one, bam. All right. Mm. Blabber, unanimous number one. Closer, Spica, Santorin, kind of in the middle. And then oh. Dardock included in Tyler's top five. And I included Jose Deodo in mine. Meg, a true, uh, true European stand, Broxa, still up there in number four. You I know don't... what? That's okay. You don't have to explain that. I understand. My king. My so, king. so, He's so. Actually, we should have just did this again the same way. Blabber for me, it's Blabber, Closer, Santorin, Spica, Dardock. Dardock is in fifth. I guess that's the only one that I guess can, I need to explain. But I think that Dardock is a very big part of what Dignitas does. Uh, mm. Obviously, I, I, I would have put him sixth if we went one spot lower. Yeah, it was between him and Jose Diodo for me. Okay, okay. I mean, I can see where you're going with that. Um, but yeah, I think that Dardock. If Dignitas is to succeed, I think that Dardog needs to succeed. So yeah. hey, that man, is cool. that is what we my gave, mentality towards. We gave Dardog an MVP vote last split. Let's not forget that that man is the real deal. And that is mm. why my list is Blabber, Dardog, Closer, Broxer, Santorin. And again, like the reason I put Dardog in second is because I think he is one of the more more instrumental to his team's success in a kind of weirdly funky he's a primary carry and everyone else is like just letting him do his thing mm. kind of way like I, oh, what is it i think he has like an 87.7 i remember that statistic and it's either his kill percentage or his dpm but whatever it is it's like high he is on a good day he is absolutely reason that this team like wins games succeeds Mm. I can I can get behind that. Uh, I went Blabberspeaker, Santorin, Closer, Jose Deodo. Um, I think while I am maybe a little biased towards Jose Deodo, I think he like on a team that has struggled as much as FlyQuest, he's never the reason, or rarely the reason that they lose. He has been a rock there, um, and I think that's worth a lot. Again, I think yeah, Dardock. Dang, I'm the only one that didn't put Dardock in my top five. Okay, like Dardock I said, has an. Dardock has an 85.9% kill participation percentage, by the way. Yeah. You see? The highest among mm-hmm. junglers. I got the number so, wrong, but the thought's still there. Yeah, no, and, and, and I do probably. think he... Yeah, I, I think he's more valuable to his team than Jose Diodo is, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so, well, actually, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I might have talked myself out of it as I reasoned it out. Oh, well. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, you Mike. stick to your guns. Uh, yeah, stick to your guns, brother. Give, this is, right. give Jose one more year. He's going to be, like, top three. Easy. I hope he does. Top three? Yeah, easy. Next We're year. not dwelling on that. We're not. We're not dwelling on that. Come on. Talk to me on June 16th, 2022. 
telling you, man. <laughs> I will. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to put it down. What? <laughs> Top three? Yo, you future. need to buy a FlyQuest jersey if he's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Mike, your list? Blabber, Closer, Dardock, Spica, Santorin. Standout player for me here is Spica, because I feel like on any good day, Spica could be the best jungler in North America. Like, he has such a ridiculously high ceiling. He hasn't shown it Spica's thus far good. in summer. He was really good in the spring split, especially in the beginning stages of it. He's slowly declined throughout the split. He had a couple of good games in the playoffs that really turned the tides for TSM mm-hmm. and helped them get to the semifinals of the midseason showdown. But, yeah, I like Spika a lot. I think he's one of the better junglers, if not players, in the LCS right now. Although Bladder, Closer, and Dardock have shown more for me thus far, I think by the time the split ends, Spika could right, right be there in the conversation for best jungler in the region, for sure. I mean, he's fourth. Yeah, I mean... For both of us. He's in the conversation right now, but he could be, like, right up there with Blabber, like... Bonafide. As the number right, one right, at right. the position, for sure. True, 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 true. Yeah, I think that right. they're, like, Blabber and Spika are, like, kind of, like, battling for the, like, the young face of the league, in, in a way. It's kind of yeah. weird. Mm, yep. Not about that. All right. Okay. To the mid lane we go. Uh, mm. Three, two, one. Bam. Okay. All so... Right. Tyler My first. top five is Perks, Abadage, Poe, Jensen, Jazuke. All right. I had Perks, Poe, Fakeadage, Jazuke, Jensen. All right. I had Perks, Abadage, Jensen, Poe, Jazuke, and Big Mike. Yeah, I, I got a little uh, roiling with it. I put Abadage at number one, Perks number two. Wow, we Poe, Jensen, Soligo. Hmm. Why why Abadaga? I think that because everybody's list is relatively similar. Yeah, everybody's and list is an, the same with like slight variances. Yeah, there's like there's like arguments for most of the players in two to five to why they would be in certain positions, but Abadaga in first is a big deal. Yeah. So, I mean, Hank, Mike, you touched, if you'd like to answer, yeah, hundred percent. Hank, you touched on it before when you said that Jose Diodo versus Dardock. I mean, Dardock brings more to the team. That's why he's more deserving of a spot, and like. Right now, you cannot argue there has not been a player who has brought more to their specific team thus far in summer than Abadaga has brought to 100 Thieves. He has turned this team, in such a short time. He's turned this team around literally overnight. I mean, this team mm. forget like I, I think you got you got to give some credit to Rebird because I imagine that he's oh yeah some strings absolutely behind it. but yeah. like but uh, but I I agree with you. Yeah, yeah Abadaga looks like he's like bringing the fire to 100 Thieves. There's a reason. I mean, it's two weeks. Yeah, it's only been two weeks. I understand, but I I do think right now. From what I've seen in summer thus far, he has impressed me more than Perks. Yeah, Perks had a pretty good showing in spring, pretty good showing at MSI. I'll be at the results, but I think all things considered right now through these two weeks, yeah, Abadaka is the best mid in North America. Easy. Okay. And Soligo in five, even though he got... Uh... Yeah, I, I mean, I like him a bit more than Jazuke, <laughs> who was the other crowd favorite. I mean, Jazuke has been <laughs> solid, but I think Soligo, when Soligo has played, he's looked better than Jazuke. Mm, okay. So you must be, uh, you must be uh, upset about the, the recent move. Though. Oh, yeah. I'm crestfallen. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you guys say it like that? <laughs> that's how he feels. Heartbroken. Yeah. Just Heartbroken. devastating. Oh all my right. gosh. All right. Yeah. So we all went with the upside on Jazuke. All right. To the bottom lane. ADC. Three, two, one, ba-bam. All right. Uh, so my list goes FBI, Neo, Tactical, Lost King. Meg? Uh, I put FBI, King, Tactical, Neo, Johnson. All right. I went FBI, Tactical, Neo, Wild Turtle, Raze. 
I went FBI Tactical Lost Rays King. I think Wild Turtle is... Look, yeah, it takes Wild a little Turtle. bit. Wild Turtle. Yeah, okay. I, I, I still think... Look, the guy the guy was a, the guy is a two-time finalist last, you know, last two years. Last two splits. Um, or last year, excuse me. I'm bad. Um... Maybe maybe it takes him a little bit more, but like ADC is a is a inherently resource def- dependent position. Like that is just kind of par for the course there. And I think that look has he had his up and downs? Yes, but assuming he can, you know, assuming he's up for it, I think he is. He, he he's so consistent. He, he's really consistent. I think he's really consistent. I I can't I can't put anyone from that CLG roster on a top five right now. I know. I cannot. He's okay. been as much going too many times. I as much as I really like Wild Turtle because one he's from Toronto so represent, but also he's like an OG and I've been a fan of his for a while now. But my man, I can't, I can't. Putting him above, it's really rough. Interesting too. I think put some respect on LCS kill leader Ray's name for a moment. Okay, Mm. man is at the top of the league with thirty two kills right now he's 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 crushing he's actually so far ahead of everyone else it's actually because i looked at the stats and his team went 0 3 this week yeah yeah isn't he like 10 kills ahead of the next guy or something 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 ridiculous it's it's pretty wild but raise i know does lead the league in kills and Mm. oh no never mind never mind fbi is right behind him with 30 okay sorry i was thinking of another league i think 5.3 kills per game regardless raise has been playing above his pay grade so far this split despite the Mm -hmm. fact that immortals has looked wibbly wobbly from week one to week two but yeah i got yeah. a little bit of faith in raise i think fbi tactical is a solid one too but beyond that the ad carry position is really anyone's game i mean we've seen it with yeah. meg putting neo yeah. and johnson in there you putting wild turtle in there it's like yeah this could be and everyone putting king except me what am i missing king is good man King's i i think good. so so if he's been fine but like no 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 it's been six games before before he joined the LCS, he was like, everyone's thing around it was, don't just say that Sven is getting benched. We should talk about King getting promoted because King earned his keep. Mm-hmm. He was really good in Academy. Like, and I, 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 I believe you. So, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. But I think that you need some, I think with a little bit of time, with that roster, you could see a tactical type of situation happen. I hope there. so. I really hope. You so. feel me? A young player with a with a an experienced support with a, an explosive mid laner. That's also like you have a lot of things that can go right with King. And I'm actually yeah, I'm like I'm calling the uh, I'm 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 going all in on this kid. I think that he could do really really well. But if you look at Sven and what he's doing in the uh, academy. <laughs> This guy's kind of riffing it. <laughs> He's like, what is he doing over there, man? Like, why is he there? Yeah, if you look at his academy, he's, he's, he's been doing really well. Um, but yeah, no, I think that right now, Ray's... What's interesting, so I wanted to actually bring this up earlier, is that Ray's has the most kills in the league, but he has the uh, second lowest damage, average damage to champions per minute of any ADC in the league. He's a true last hitter. Respect. Mm. That was the like that was one of the things that made me put um, Johnson on my list. Is I like I he he's been consistent. He's been. Good. I have a very old fashioned view of AD carry as being like the turret that just pumps out damage in late game team fights. Although like AD carry has to a certain extent moved away from that because of just the way that like itemization has changed. At their mm. core, they're still like damage outputters. And yeah. like Johnson's his KDA, he's third in KDA. He is like 
he's doing fine in terms of like average kills. He really doesn't die that often. He's like his CS is decent, but like his um he has the highest damage share of any AD carry, so he does the most damage compared to the rest of his team of any AD carry, and he has the second highest DPM. Like he has two of the things that I personally value a lot in ADCs. I think he's kind of underrated. He's very his solid. early his early I, game I think, is I think really good too. He is good. I like him a lot. Yeah, he, I, I, th- I think I would have put him sixth. And I think, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think the, the switch in the bot lane helped him out. I think Dreams has been uh, an upgrade there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Two. So the support role we go. Uh, this one, I think, should be a little more cut and dry. but 100%, yeah. We'll need to speed run this because we are running long. Yes, we are. All right. Three, two, one. Ba-bam. Okay. So my list We is... all had the exact same Mike. top five. No, no, we did not. in fourth? Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, wait, wait, wait. Wow. So, so, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, uh, I have Core JJ, Vulcan, Sword Art, Huhi, and Aphromoo. I have Core JJ, Vulcan, Huhi, Sword Art, Aphromoo. I have Core JJ, Vulcan, Sword Art, Huhi, Aphromoo. Mine is egregiously far from yours. Sheesh. I have Vulcan, <laughs> Huhi, Sword Art, Core JJ, Ignar. Ignar was one name that I was flopping around. Yeah, I it, would have replaced it, it, him with Ignar Afro would have been 5-6 for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it was a complete toss-up. I could have flipped a coin and given you that one. But I think Ignar has like mm-hmm. barely eked him out a little bit, just from like intangibles. Um, Aphromoo has looked good, but I think EG, as they currently stand, is on the rise. I think week one going 0-3 was a horrendous fluke. And I expect Ignar hmm. to be a pretty big part of their turnaround. And that's the second biggest storyline in my rankings, because, yeah... Let's get to the meat of the matter here. I yeah. I think Core JJ has looked good. It's just that hmm. a lot of other players at the position have looked better. I think Vulcan Not even second though, man? No, I think You would take Huhi? You would take Huhi over Core JJ. You take Sword Art over Core JJ. I think Sword Art's not bad. No, that's that's a thing. Like, yeah. none of these support like, wow. in the top five for a reason. None of them are bad, but, like, man. Yeah. Core like, JJ. Like, it, 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 that, the top four is hard. I, but I think, I, I think like, top three. I, I think, and like, they top three. Some very good support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do. Yeah, no, I, I think, like, Vulcan, Sword Art, Core JJ are all, like, your S tier. And I think who he is, like, A tier. I think he's, like, mm. a step below. Disagree. I agree. Disagree. I think <laughs> who he is cracked as he is Jack. Go on, you stick to your guns. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I I respect it. I, like I just think that if you were, if if you're if you're drafting like if I look at this right and you're like you need a support for your team, who you go? Core JJ Vulcan Sword Art. Who you got for move? Vulcan. Yeah, just like I'm taking Vulcan easy, but I think who he who he's the Joker. That's fine. Who he's the Joker in the deck for me? I think he <laughs> All right. he's the type of guy who when you pull him out of the deck, you're either getting you know the Ace of Spades or you're getting like six of clubs and it's like <laughs> is that worth second though yes because so you feel me so far through 100 thieves is six games he has been a major regionist a major reason. but that's six games i'm aware but i, mean, I think i think i would this like, whole ranking I, system I, is I, based I think, on six games no no but also i i'm i'm looking i'm looking at this right now right and i'm thinking to myself what would i'd rather have yeah. A guy who has really, really high highs but relatively lower lows, or someone who's really consistent in the support role. True. I mean, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, Vander. But it's just like. Um, okay, see, I disagree. <laughs> really? Take, okay. Take no, no, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. You know where I stand on that issue. Yeah. Yes. But I think that, like, if you look at the top three, I agree. Vulcan and Core JJ, inter- like, I can 
Yeah, they'll you could interlock one two that one hundred percent. But in terms of like consistency, Core JJ not being at least top three is like un- like yo. Yeah, that's not even a slag like Pooney or Hui rather. Like yeah, him. Hui's good. I like him but, a lot. Man, all right. Yes, you do. I get. I get bombshell. Yeah. Yeah. On that, uh, we are we are running up on time here, but uh, thank you so much for being here for all of it. Um, Big thank you to Meg, big thank you to Tyler, and big thank you to Big Mike. Uh, I have been Enrique Demore. Thank you all for being here. Uh, if you like the podcast, uh, or even if you don't, tell us about it in a review. Uh, but be nice. My ego is very Yeah, be nice. Yeah, be, yeah, nice. be nice. Yeah. Um, won't tell you what to do, but, like, please. Um, <laughs> give us however many stars you think we deserve. Uh, I would say five, but, again, that's, that's your call. Not guys, um, by the way. Yeah, give us uh, give us uh, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, follow us, I think, on Spotify. That's that mechanism, and then on our other two platforms, Google Play and Pocket Cast. Um, I don't know what the mechanism is there. I confess, um, but you know, do the, do the thing. You know what the thing is. Whatever the thing is, you know what to do. Um, tell your friends. Wa- tell your mom. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, give us a thumbs YouTube. up. Follow. Mm-hmm. You know follow, what it is. Uh, on, and comment on Twitter. entirely of how many times I went out of focus during this episode because I don't entirely mm. know how to autofocus my webcam. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Cool. That's fun Twitter interactions as well, um, or yeah. on YouTube. Uh, yeah, Twitter at CritStrikePod. Our Twitter handles are here um, at Henrique Demore, at Megito underscore, at Michael underscore Kelly 17. Michael Kelly underscore 17. I couldn't tell you. Wonderful. All right. <laughs> nice. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't and tell you, he says that. At Tyler underscore is underscore online. Not just regular online, underscore. Yeah, underscore online. in between mm-hmm. the Michael and Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, thank you so much for being here for yeah. Critical Strike episode 25. Uh, quarter of the way there, y'all. Thanks for quarter being here. Quarter mile at a time, baby. The whole journey and the rest of the way. See ya. <laughs>